Greetings, my dear friend. I'm so glad you've decided to join us on Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to our program called Big Q&A, where we uh, look and tackle uh, tough questions about God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is where we examine the latest religious trends happening in our world, and we delve into the Bible so as to understand what the Bible has to say to uh, all of us today. And so I'm excited to be able to... This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That is right, and I'm excited to be able to spend the next hour with you, our dear listener, wherever you're listening, and I am the pastor uh, uh, to the Southeast uh, SEA Churches, and I'm moving pretty much to the Southeast now. I used to uh, minister here in the city of Adelaide, but I'm excited for my new um, uh, territory. And so next week, I'll be there. <laughs> At the moment, I'm in the studio and uh, here in Adelaide, but um, as of uh, uh, this Sunday, I will be in my new area and I'm excited and uh, the family is excited for the new adventure and um, we also look forward to where God will lead uh, and uh, some of the amazing people that we'll be able to um, uh, develop relationships with and, uh, and uh, you know, wonderful uh, you know, people. And uh, friends, this week we've been uh, studying under uh, the theme uh Prophecy, the Bible, and Nostradamus. And um, quite an interesting uh, theme for the week. And I'm sure you must be interested in prophecy. Uh, if you are, once again, I encourage you to jump to the website, uh, faithfm.com.au, and you'll be able to uh, re-listen to the previous programs as well as uh, be able to... Um, you know, pause and, you know, study some of those scriptures which, uh, uh, scriptural references which were shared, uh, during the week. But, um, today, however, we are going to focus on, um, on Jesus. Did Christ trust the Old Testament and the ancient prophets? Um, so that's where we are heading. And obviously it's still under the same theme. And if Jesus trusted the prophets of the Old Testament, uh, and, uh, trusted the scriptures of the Old Testament, then, uh, then uh, we have something to study and understand, especially, uh, when it comes to prophecy. Then, uh, obviously the prophetic writings of the Old Testament or of the uh, prophets uh, who lived prior to Christ coming here on earth uh, must be um, something that is worth our attention. And so that's where we're headed. Uh, once again, let me introduce our co-host for today, and uh, it is Pastor Hugh once again. Welcome, Pastor Hugh. It is indeed, and so good to be back with you, Fabiano. And yes. uh, this is, of course, as you've uh, as you've uh, indicated there, this is our ultimate and final uh, time together in the studio. Correct. And uh, yeah, part of me is very sad about that, but also, like you were saying, part of me is very glad for you because mm. uh, naturally, this does mean you're heading to that southeastern corner, correct? That little pocket, actually, a large pocket, <laughs> a large pocket uh, of uh, South Australia, and yes. uh, really wonderful. I think I'm really happy, and not just for yourself, but yeah. really for the people of Mount Gambia and mm. the Limestone Coast. Yes, uh, that you'll have. Uh, another addition to the airwaves down there with you and uh, Finney right. broadcasting nationwide from right. Gambia. Fantastic, mm, wonderful mm. thing. Yeah, so we're excited to um, minister in that area. Uh, we've got, you know, Mount Gambia, uh, Millicent, Randosham, and Narakot. So the church family there, that's where we'll be. And um, I'm looking forward to the 
amazing opportunities which God will bring our way. And I, I believe mm. without a shadow of doubt that um, uh, the people there are, are going to be a blessing. You know, every time we move to a new area, we get to, uh, 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 we get to know uh, God's people. Um, mm. You know, uh, and obviously God is also bringing into his fold many others. And so as we uh, minister in different areas and as we uh, moved from, you know, one point to another, we get to uh, meet uh, these wonderful people and uh, people whom God is using and blessing in many ways. And so we're excited about that. Um, yes. So uh, just before we delve into the uh, discussion of today and the uh, study, I would like to uh, just um, maybe look at a few things, Pastor Hugh. Uh, first of all, um, if you're interested in connecting with us uh, to either share, um, you know, a uh, an interesting fact or a Bible promise, or even if you just want uh, a prayer, uh, a prayer made or said, uh, or you know, if you want us to pray with you, you can actually reach out to us on zero four triple eight eight zero eight eleven. Or even if you wanted to claim one of our free giveaways, which we'll be uh, announcing shortly. So that is the number, 04888-808-11. Also, you can get the Faith FM app. Uh, And the Faith FM app is an amazing app, which you can use to tune into Faith FM wherever you're at uh, and uh, be able to actually, um, I believe you can actually schedule uh, certain programs and you can also... uh, you know, listen to many other programs, not just the draft time program, but many other programs all across the country. So I highly recommend, therefore, getting the Faith FM up. Mm. Yeah. And now here in Australia, um, on the ABC News, ABC News, just about one hour, one hour ago, um, there was a, a news post, uh, which says Julian Assange's father calls on government to pressure UK, US to release, uh, Will, WikiLeaks founder. Let me read that again properly. So Julian Assange's father calls on government to pressure UK, US to release WikiLeaks founder. Now this is a, uh, a story that, um, we've been hearing for, uh, uh a long time now. Uh, about this gentleman, uh, Julian Assange. And, um, so in short, Julian Assange's father, John Shipton, has made a desperate plea to bring his son home to Australia. And he believes that, um, uh, Australia should, uh, 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 show, you know, to the, uh, um, other, um, uh, Countries such as the U.S. and the U.K. The the um, I forgot the terminology here. When you know, there's an alliance between those countries uh, that uh, apparently Australia should show its seriousness in his own words. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, making a tough call here now and saying, you know what, we 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 actually we we are not going to support um, Julian Assange being extradited extradited i believe that's how you say it mm-hmm. uh, to the u.s and so that is his plea and um he's asking that um uh, australia uh you know finally make that decision now in the news article uh we learned that um uh, mr shipton has uh maintained faith that mr assange will one day return home to australia and uh, he said that uh, his son did not sound in the best of health when he spoke to him on the phone, but he still has faith. That's quite interesting that uh, one day 
one day his son will make it home and he'll be released. And uh, he's visited him a number of times. Um, and, um, uh, you know, he, he speaks about his experience of, um, you know, filling in the forms and all the procedures that he has to undergo in order to visit his son. And he just says, you know what, this is a lot. And he says, um, it's about time that Australia, you know, does something. So that is his plea. And obviously we know that, uh, in a, uh, couple of days, I believe the, uh, uh, the royal courts, uh, in London are going to, um, uh, make a decision as to uh, whether Mr. Assange should be uh, uh, extradited to uh, the U.S. or not. And so there's uh, a, um, um, uh, what do we call it, a rally, uh, you know, people who are, uh, you know, uh, protesting, saying that uh, uh, the, U- uh, the U.K. Uh, should not uh, allow Mr. Assange to be extradited. So this is, yeah, uh, news uh, that just uh, came in about one hour ago, and uh, it's quite interesting. And one of the things that, um, I guess caught my attention is the fact that, uh, in this day and age, um, there's a lot of talk about media being restricted and there's a lot of talk about journalists being restricted. And so this news article, therefore, is really, uh, one of those once again that, um, uh, is, uh, yeah, uh, speaking about, or at least speaking to the crowd or the people who believe that, um, uh, you know, journalists and journalism should be uh, allowed to, uh, pretty much, uh, you know, explore, communicate and, um, yeah, and do their work the best way, you know, they feel. And so quite an interesting, uh, news article about Mr. Assange. I don't know if you've heard much about him, uh, Pastor Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you'd have to have been living under a rock really not to have heard about Julian Assange. Yes. Uh, it's really interesting that, uh, you should raise this because I guess it does really, uh, raise, uh, the specter of, yeah. uh, the loss, the erosion of, mm. uh, freedom of speech. Yeah. Uh, and the ability to not only, uh, Access information, yes. but to share information <clears throat> freely and openly that is in the interests and uh, or, or is in the public interest right. uh, of society. <clears throat> and and look, if, if there are certain things which are are being hidden, <clears throat> which are rightly hidden because it, it protects lives and, yes. and all the rest of it, that's fine. But it also has to be of the highest moral character. Mm. I think what we see in this case here. Uh, is um, sad to say, uh, international diplomacy and power play, uh, yeah. and this is nothing new. Um, you know, large and powerful, muscular nations, politically and militarily, right. will want to uh, exercise their authority, yeah. uh, and really sort of, I guess, uh, s- uh, suggest that uh, that their way is the way it should go. Yes. <laughs> and uh, uh, look, uh, this is what's really happening here, I guess, with the United States. I think yeah. we pro- should probably uh, think back upon. Uh, what is where did this case really arise from? Mm. And uh, it probably should send a chill down the spine of of every newspaper editor, yeah. uh, of every uh, uh, social media commentator, yeah. uh, and anyone who works in the media. Uh, that someone who shares <coughs> what is also being shared mm. uh, through right and proper channels, yes, uh, by means of saying, look, you know, what is. What is uh, journalistic practice? What is the rights of the fourth estate within our society? Right. Uh, when you have the uh, when you, you have the uh, the editor of the uh, New York Times, <clears throat> when you have the editor and editors or editorial team of the Guardian and, and other major news outlets uh, sharing much of the same material that Julian Assange was sharing, uh-huh. um, it should probably give us some 
pause for thought as to why he is being targeted so specifically. Mm, mm. Uh, you know, uh, to to attack uh, the uh, in, the uh, credibility or integrity of some of the major news outlets with financial interest in the United yeah. States by yeah. the United States government might be an own goal. Mm. Uh, but to pursue someone who likes to sort of portray himself as sort of a, uh, I guess, uh, someone who is uh, a contrarian, uh, who who's a bit of a social renegade, who likes to shine a spotlight on things mm. where uh, perhaps uh, others are afraid to, uh, where things have been done wrong or m- are morally unjustifiable, mm. um, such as footage. Uh, and if you are... If you have young children, I just want to suggest maybe you might like to make sure they're not close to the uh, to the radio at this time or out of earshot. But uh, when Julian Assange is making it available, along like uh, other outlets, <coughs> news about uh, helicopter gunships ships, um, shooting down uh, and massacring people in the streets of Baghdad, and those mm. gunships were American. Um, I don't care which nation they happen to be. That's, mm. that's morally unjustified. Yeah, yeah. Um, or when he uh, has uh, shared information with regards to um, uh, torture, rape, mm. sexual abuse, harassment, mistreatment mm. uh, of prisoners of war uh, or of just common everyday citizens uh, who are up for interrogation. Mm. Um, if something's happening to a person on the other side of the world – that's a breach of human rights. Right. Just because it's happening over on that corner of the world mm. doesn't mean that it's not important to our corner of the world. Right. A breach of human rights anywhere yes. in the world yes. is a breach of humanity's Correct. rights. Yes. And uh, we need to hold, uphold that understanding. Now, has Julian Assange done some things wrong? Probably yes. Yes. Um, however, has the pursuit of him been legally justifiable as well? Mm. Maybe not. We have to also cast our mind back to, yeah. and I hope I'm not uh, sharing too much <laughs> at length here, but I guess it's a, it's a big ball of yarn to untie that you've just thrown in my direction. But <laughs> right. When you think about uh, how this all started uh, with an extradition request for a case ostensibly taking place in Sweden, Oh, right. uh, where he was accused of uh, of sexual assault and rape, mm. uh, charges that were later dropped <clears throat> once he had made his way back to the UK. Right. Uh, and what he'd been saying all along was shown to be true, mm. that it was a cover, it was a front, it right. would appear, to be able to get him from Sweden into a jurisdiction from which he could then be extradited to the United States. Okay. And we've seen it play out over the last decade or so. Mm. So uh, I think probably regardless of your – and this is, this is uh, the, the hesitancy with which we might speak about these things right. is perhaps a, an indication that this is not necessarily just a legal case. This is one that's politically charged. Right. And when you uh, – so regardless of your political stripes out there, mm. um, I have to say it's good to hear an Australian Prime Minister yeah. standing up on the world stage and saying, enough – Mm. This is our citizen. Yeah. Uh, he is being structurally and um, institutionally uh, 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 made a subject of retribution by a nation state. Mm. Uh, and if there is something that he's done wrong, we'll make sure that uh, that yeah. uh, we will exercise uh, our rightful jurisdiction over him. Mm. Um, so uh, I think there's a lot at play in all of this. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I would suggest let's not just think of it as someone who – is some figure over in in yes. London, yes. but let's consider this is an Australian citizen, oh, yes, 
And uh, this is a human being. Correct. And if it's him today, who is it tomorrow? Mm, that's um, a good question. Yeah. yeah. Now, should we also be careful how we use information? Yes, oh, yes. we should. For sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, maybe this should also be a reminder to us of the importance of uh, sharing truth mm. in a way that is truth-filled. True. That is as unbiased as possible. Mm. I'm not sure if that's true in Julian's case or not. <laughs> that's not for me to say. Right, it's for the courts right. to suggest, maybe. Yes. But, uh, but uh, certainly, we need to be a, a people of truth who share uh, shed a light yes. in the darkness of the world and lead people back to hopefully uh, a better way of living and holding mm. people to account, um, but also holding ourselves to account, so that uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we can. Uh, 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 speak truth to power. Yes, and um, and if we're in the position of power, uh-huh. that we will be accountable as well. Mm. Uh, so there's certainly a lot in there, yeah, isn't there, is. there? And uh, you know, is there a biblical principle in all of that? Mm. Um, well, I I would tend to think right that um, you know, first of all, that we would uphold uh, the principle uh, of uh, honoring life. Mm-hmm. Honoring truth. Yes. Uh, this is found in the Ten Commandments, both. Yes. Uh, and, you know, for that matter, in the uh, Sixth Commandment and in the Ninth Commandment. Uh, but also that we would seek to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Amen. And our neighbor as ourselves. As ourselves, yes. And uh, if that means that it puts ourselves in jeopardy sometimes, uh, and hopefully not just for the sake of notoriety, <laughs> uh, then maybe we might end up being a, uh, a truthful, honorable, Julian Assange, or maybe, mm. uh, more to the point, maybe a uh, uh, simply someone like a Martin Luther or a follower of Jesus. Mm. Um, so anyway, I'm not sure that I've done that justice, but <laughs> no, uh, you've you raised right. an interesting <laughs> question there, and it really did get me thinking, and hopefully this gets yeah. our, our listeners thinking as well. What is a source mm. that we can depend upon that's credible yes. and truthful? Yeah. And uh, I'd like to think that today, in today's yes. program, we're going to sh- we're going to turn now from looking at uh, a contested and disputed source of truth yes. and look at something which is incontrovertibly true. That's and, amazing. Uh, so yeah. let's perhaps uh, do that in our program today. Yes. And I think today we're going to be looking at the question of... How, uh, did Christ trust the Old Testament and the ancient prophecy? Mm. Uh, or prophets, I should say. Yeah. And um, yeah, just just before we get into that too, uh, talking about prophets, prophets where the mouthpiece of God, they uh, had a source. And um, and uh, obviously, interestingly, today's topic speaks about Christ, whether he trusted the prophets. And as we shall see, you know, he is the source. <laughs> That's quite interesting. There's a bit of an, in, an interesting interplay there, uh, but um, as in, in the question. But uh, interesting. Yeah, this whole idea of information uh, um, and... Um, yeah, the source of information and the truthfulness of information and how one handles it. It's, it's been quite an, an interesting, um, uh, uh, yeah, there's been an interesting interplay throughout history. You mentioned mm. Martin Luther. Yes. Uh, that's another classic, um, um, character in history yes. when it comes to tr- uh, truth and information and, yes. and how you interpret that and how you share it. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, some of these people mm. have been lightning rods. They've been controversial figures in their time. Right. Martin Luther was prepared to give up his life. Mm. 
uh, Martin Luther King, his namesake, did lose his life yeah. in sharing truth and uh, up, up, uh, sharing truth in such a way as that it uh, strengthened the character and the backbone of an entire nation yeah. and highlighted human rights. And in, in his own way, Julian Assange has perhaps done the same thing as well to some some degree. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, any time that that's true, uh, I think that um, it, it's it's a sad thing when we start to take sides. Yeah. Uh, we need to correct. Yeah, we need to. Sim- to, to simply follow the truth wherever it may lead, <clears throat> regardless of whether it uh, it hurts our team or someone else's team, so to right. speak. Yeah. 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 Now, dear friend, you'll be interested to know that we do have a free giveaway today, and uh, this is the book, The Four Winds of Revelation. Considering that uh, this uh, week's theme has been prophecy, the Bible, and Nostradamus. Now, prophecy is a predicting and foretelling of the future, and prophecy, my friends, is... Uh, an exciting field uh, uh, of study and discovery, uh, especially as it pertains to the future. So here is a wonderful book which you should not um, uh, miss out on, the, the Four Winds of Revelation by Kenneth Cox. If you're interested in this, you need to text us the code word, uh, which is SA204. That is the code word SA204. Send that to 04888-80811. That is 04888-80811. So we're coming to a song by Sandra Entman. I hope you'll enjoy this song. And uh, this is So Many Books If I Stand.
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Fabiano Nyonghuru and our co-host today is Hugh Hinnan, a minister of the gospel here in South Australia and uh, he is ministering at uh, Trinity Gardens uh, here in South Australia, Trinity Gardens SDA Church as well as Faith Adventist Centre in Mawson Lakes. He's been on Faith FM for a very long time. In fact, if you're regular on the radio, you know him. And so I'm so <laughs> thankful to have Pastor Hugh uh, with us uh, as we explore this wonderful question. And the question is, did Christ trust the Old Testament and the ancient prophets? So that is under the theme prophecy, the Bible and Nostradamus. But obviously today we are honing into uh, the Old Testament prophets uh, and uh, whether Jesus trusted the Old Testament, uh, because we find a lot of prophecies in the Old Testament, especially prophecies concerning the uh, uh, Christ himself and many others uh, to do with the uh, eschaton or the end times and things like that. So wonderful, wonderful stuff. The book of Isaiah is a fascinating book to study. And so really that's where we're heading. That is the direction. The question is, once again, did Christ trust the Old Testament and the ancient prophets? Now, friends, once again, you really don't want to miss out on this free giveaway. If you're interested, once again, send us the code word. I'm just looking on the screen and I haven't seen people texting, so I'm encouraging you. This is a book to have, The Four Winds of Revelation by Kenneth Cox. Mm. The number you need is 04888811. That is the number. All you need to do now is just send the code word, SA. 204. So friends, I'm looking forward to you doing that. And, but before we do that, uh, so rather before we get into the study, let us start with a word of prayer. Shall we pray together? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you have uh, sent us uh, a message which can guide us in life, which can um, comfort us during difficult and challenging times. And we are thankful that we have a collection of stories of how you have uh, dealt with uh, humanity through our history and your goodness and your mercy which has been shown throughout history. Father, we also want to thank you that you have, through your word, revealed to us what is yet to come. So we may uh, better prepare uh, for what is about to break upon this world um, yeah, uh, by surprise. Father, lead us and guide us as we study. And uh, I pray for those who are on their way home. We pray for their safety too. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, Pastor Hugh, did Jesus trust the Old Testament and the prophets? What do you think? Hey, well, I just can't help but think about that free book offer, by the way, that you right. just sent out there. Okay. Uh, can I text in for that? Because that's a fantastic free hey, offer. Well, go for it. Wow, that, that sounds really good. You know, yes. I, I guess I guess we're we're working for Faith FM, aren't we? So we probably can't get it. But uh, I would really love to get my hands on that personally. Mm, so if you are listening, you, you can send there, in a donation. How's that? <laughs> yes. Sounds good. Uh, then, well, yeah, you really should get your hands on that book. Mm. Well, yeah, great question that you've asked there, I think, Fabiano, because uh, you started it by asking a question in contemporary times about, you know, trusted sources, essentially. Yes. You know, who do we trust? Who do we listen to in the contemporary world around us today? Mm. And I think really the question we need to be asking ourselves is, you know, what is a trusted uh, source of information and right. truth, uh, both subjective and objective, not just one or the other, oh, yes. um, but the wholeness of truth. You know, like in a court of law, you know, yes. uh, you know, will you testify to the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth? Mm. So help you God. Well, there is a source like that, and I really believe that it's the Bible. The reason I say that be is because any source of truth right. that uh, – uh, 
portends or, or, or purports to to speak the truth <clears throat> and nothing but the truth and the right. whole truth, uh, <laughs> it needs to be testable. It needs to be verifiable yes. mm. in order to de- determine whether it's truly reliable. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, it needs to be something which has stood the test of time yes. for a long time, not just oh, yes. for an afternoon, oh, but yes. maybe for an aeon. Yes. Uh, and so, it's really important for us, I think, therefore, mm. to consider, um, <clears throat> you know, are there such sources of truth? Now, um, when it comes to uh, to what... You know, uh, what has been discussed earlier in this week, this whole week has been looking at, well, Nost- comparing Nostradamus with the yes. Bible. Right. Can yes. we trust Nostradamus? And really, this last few days on Drive Time Big Q&A, our oh, yes. previous listeners have, uh, sorry, speakers, yes. probably our listeners too, by that matter, we've got some <laughs> very intelligent listeners out there. Mm. Um, it's, it comes with the territory of the kind of things we cover. Mm. But uh, uh, they've, they've shown <clears throat> evidentially why it is that Nostradamus, with all these quatrains, yes. uh, which are very confusing and hard to unravel and so on, and highly vague and nebulous, that that uh, they really um, are not something you can lean upon. <clears throat> but right. the Bible, as has been shown the last few days, is highly dependable and reliable. Mm. Uh, and we can see this in prophecy, in archaeology, in history. Uh, we can see it in all these different aspects and comparing uh, one against the, uh, the Bible. Uh, comparing the Bible one against each one of these things Interesting. in the real world and see that it has been dependable and reliable time and time again over not just days but centuries and millennia. <clears throat> now, the question though for today, because you know, I really, I'm raising that really just to say that, hey, if, you, if you're interested in those things, yes. if you want just the facts, not the factoids, <laughs> not, not the, um, uh, what do they call that in the media these days, um, where they say um, you know, comparing... Ah, um, all right. The, I'm trying to think I'm, that. I'm uh, not sure, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, so uh-huh. um, yeah, is, is this, does this match up to... Uh, um, uh, 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 the facts of the matter, so tracing right, the facts, right. and, and so often it's kind of skewed. Right. But that has been looked at these past few days, mm-hmm. has been the evidence base. Right. Today we're going to look at, well, what did Jesus have to say about this matter? Because I've, I've come oh, across yeah. a lot of people increasingly today who say, oh, yes. well, <clears throat> you know, I don't know a whole lot about the Bible, but I like what I hear about this Jesus guy. You know, yeah, he yeah. seems the kind of person that uh, uh, is both in full yes. uh, control of his uh, of himself, self control, and of his mind, he's very intelligent and wise, very compassionate and caring. Mm. Uh, he is the epitome of everything yes. that uh, we would seek to uh, to to have be true in our own lives. Mm. He seems like the most trustworthy person who ever lived. Oh, uh, right. I would concur with that for mm. sure. <clears throat> but also that uh, he's a historical figure. Now, um, biblically speaking. What about Jesus' followers? Let's, let's start there. Yeah. Because there's some really powerful statements made in the Scripture in the New Testament about the Old Testament. Okay. Uh, and one of them is, of course, uh, that one which is often mentioned. Uh, Paul says uh, in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, he says, Scripture, and by the way, I'm misquoting this okay. on purpose, so don't shoot me. <laughs> Scripture <laughs> right. is, is, is inspired by God. And profitable for teaching, for reproof, for righteousness and correction and training, or rather training in righteousness. Mm. Now, um, you can tell that I was paraphrasing there yes, a little bit, correct. but, but um, 
there's something I intentionally missed out. Mm. And it's the first word. It's the word all. all. Yeah. So yes. all scripture, yes. not just some, not a portion, not what we like, um, not what's comfortable, not, yeah. not what is lacking in controversy, but all scripture is inspired. And that word inspired is really meaning breathed, God breathed, mm. <clears throat> you know, wow. from the very mouth of God. Yes. Um, and so Paul is saying to Timothy, he's saying, don't just say, well, I like this part of the Bible or the red letters. It's all of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and furthermore, he says this to Timothy as Timothy relates to others. He says in Second Timothy 2.15, he says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. What does that actually mean in the context? Well, mm-hmm. as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. In other words, <clears throat> there is no partiality as to you know, what's in the Word and what's not. This is carte blanche. This is all of God's Word, uh, yes. rightly handling the Word of wow. truth. Yeah. You know, so definite article. Mm. It's the entirety of it. Yes. Um, and very you know, specific ab- uh, about it. Um, now, this is really an echo of what Jesus was teaching. Mm-hmm. You see, Jesus' followers, it shouldn't, shouldn't come as a surprise, uh, newsflash, they were followers of Jesus. They, they watched closely how he had lived. They wanted to live like he lived. They wanted to mm-hmm. love like he loved. They wanted to rightly divide the word of truth the way that he had done. Right. And, and so this is really an echo of what, a very clear-cut echo of what Jesus was saying. Yes. So, for example, Jesus had this to say, in John chapter 10. <clears throat> so John, the closest disciple to Jesus, one could oh, yes. say, mm-hmm. uh, John said this in John 10 and verse 35. He says, speaking of Jesus, Jesus was saying that Scripture cannot be broken yes. or the Scripture cannot be broken right. <clears throat> or the Scriptures cannot be set aside. Mm. In other words, he was speaking about the entirety of the Scripture that they had in those yes. days. Correct. You see, when Jesus was saying this, there was no New Testament so, if so I may inter- interject there, the Bible was when, the Old Testament. When people say, I'm only a New Testament Christian. Yeah. And I follow Jesus only. So, mm. we should be saying, well, let's read what Jesus read. <laughs> yes, well, we should be. I think you're right. Absolutely right. All right. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it, it makes sense that if we're going to make such a claim, mm. uh, then we need to uh, back it up by the way that we trust what Jesus says. And, yes. and, and likewise, he says this in John chapter 5, very famous this actually. Mm. Um, I'd be surprised the, uh, if the majority of our listeners haven't heard this a number of times, but John chapter 5, and I'm going to speak a little bit earlier than what most people do. Okay. Verse 31, Right. Jesus says this here, and he says this in other parts of the Gospel of John. He says, if I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. And what mm. I find interesting about Jesus yeah is that he was making clear uh, something which should be incontrovertible, that if it's just me saying something about me mm. and no one else agrees, yeah, it may be true, it may not be true. Yes. Um, but what he's saying is <clears throat> that if testimony, if, if something which can be uh, checked and, 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 and uh, can be verified, uh, if it's just me that's saying it mm. and I'm the only source for it, well, you know, my testimony isn't really going to hold weight. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, what helps it to hold weight is what others also have to say mm. in saying, well, yes, no, this this checks out. Yep. And even more so if our enemies say that. If oh, our yes. enemies agree with us, yeah, it probably yeah. is really true. Wow. You yeah, know, okay. mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. unless they're doing it to score points against us. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, yeah. but the truth is, even then, uh-huh. um, it, it is a, a hallmark of truth quite often. Correct. Um, now, Jesus goes on to say, though, in verse 32, he says, There is another who testifies in my favor, and I know that his testimony about me is true. Mm. And 
what he's talking about there, here and elsewhere, yes. um, is the Scriptures. Yes. <laughs> More directly here, it's also about John the Baptist, right. who spoke about Jesus. Interesting. Um, yeah. and, and so Jesus is pointing out here that there had to be something prior to him that pointed to him and said, you know what? This is the guy you should listen to. This is the one that God said would come mm. and now has come. Right. And, uh, and that's what we find. Yes, we find it in the New Testament as the New Testament uh-huh. points back to the Old Testament and says, mm. hey, this was what was predicted long yes. ago in the Old Testament and it's yes. being fulfilled and coming true in the life of Jesus. Wow. And so that's why later on in this passage, Jesus says this in verse um, <clears throat> 39. He says, You study the Scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. Right. Yet these are the very Scriptures that testify about me. Interesting. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. So here Jesus really gets to the point and he says, here's the bottom line. Um, My testimony is true, not just because I'm saying it. Oh, yes. But because this is backed up by all the prophets. Oh, yes. And the writers over one and a half thousand years before I even came on the scene wow. as a human yeah, being. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that point forward to me yeah. as Emmanuel, God with us, mm-hmm. oh, the right. one who would come. Yes. Um, and, uh, and so, in other words, the Old Testament is critically important to Jesus in verifying uh, his identity yes. as, uh, as the Messiah, as the one who would come into the world. But it wasn't just for that reason that Jesus took an interest in the Old Testament. Right. Jesus saw the Old Testament as reliable completely. <clears throat> yeah, he wasn't leaning upon the, the, the partial, broken, incoherent, uh, somewhat downright confusing and um, vague writings of yes. a singular person or prophet somewhere in a corner mm. <clears throat> who was writing things in cryptic riddles. He was relying, not, you know, and of course I'm talking about Nostradamus yeah. or people like him in that case. Yes. He was relying upon uh, a line of prophets mm. that uh, came from um, different geographical locations, yes. uh, who some of whom had different ethnicities, uh, various of ones who, who, they all lived at various different times, most of them. Correct. Uh, and yet, uh, right across the arc of what uh, the, you know, the trajectory of all that they had shared across the Old Testament, it all congruently harmonized mm. when it came to pointing yeah. towards Jesus. Wonderful. And, uh, and Jesus was saying, it's reliable, it's dependable. But not just because it points to me, but because it is inherently dependable in itself. <clears throat> so in other words, folks, what does Jesus say? Mm. Jesus is saying, don't just trust some um, singular testimony in a corner. Yeah. Trust the whole tenor, mm-hmm. the, the complete uh, picture that is painted um, by God through a, a whole host of prophets that he's spoken to uh, throughout time and every generation in order to let his people know, I care about you, I love you, mm. and I'm here with you. Wow. Uh, none more so than in the life of Jesus, but uh, through messages yes. uh, and messengers uh, throughout time. And this is true in the Old Testament as well. And so um, let me give you some examples of this. Jesus um, believed 
all that the Old Testament had to share. Right. Uh, he recognized it as authoritative. And so um, I just shared with you what he said in John chapter 5, verse 39. Mm. Um, but furthermore, he recognized every portion of it. So right. he recognized you know, the, the Torah, he recognized the Nebaim and the Ketubim, yes. you know, the, the, the law, the, the prophets and the writings. He recognized them all. Right. Uh, and we see um, instances of this, such as, for example, when he was uh, on his Sermon on the Mount, right. where in, jo- in Matthew, sorry, chapter 5 and verse 17, he said, Think not that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. So there's two portions right there. Uh, you know, the law and the prophets. Mm. I have come not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Interesting. Uh, and also he makes reference to the Ketubim or the writings. Yes. Uh, he says, uh, referring to the Psalms, in Luke 24, and verses 44 to 46, uh, he says to them, While I was still with you, I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses, that's the law, mm. the books of the prophets, that's the prophets, and in the Psalms, and that's you know, another way of saying the writings, it was a common way of saying it, yeah. but also specifically the Psalms, had to happen. So everything that was written across the entirety of the, uh, the Tanakh or the Old Testament had to happen in me. Mm. And so then he helped them understand the scriptures. Yes. Yeah, so in other words, this is the scriptures. Mm. You know, it is the Tanakh, it is the Old Testament at that time. And of course, wow. um, then the various uh, prophets and apostles wrote uh, regarding Jesus' life oh, yes. and the things to come and uh, the, early, the history of the early church and that became the New Testament. Mm. Um, and, but Jesus is saying, he says this, he says in Luke 24, he says, the scriptures say, so again, the scriptures, wow. the Old Testament yeah. say that the Messiah must suffer, then three days later he will rise from death. Mm. You know? And of course, history, for, history, we look back and we see yes. that uh, Jesus was the only one who you know, died and rose again Correct. in love himself. Correct. Uh, and uh, uh, that uh, there is an empty tomb, of course, today mm. uh, to show that he lives. Um, but uh, also Jesus doesn't just uh, talk about it in broad strokes, the Old Testament, and says it's trustworthy and authoritative. Mm-hmm. He also cites 14 different Old Testament books. Wow. Yeah, so he talks about Genesis. Yes. Uh, he, talks, he quotes from Exodus, Deuteronomy, 1 Samuel, 1 Kings, Psalms, Isaiah, Daniel, Hosea, uh, Jonah, Zechariah, Malachi, all these various different books of the Old Testament. He quotes yeah. directly from them. That's quite interesting. Um, and so that's, just by the way, uh, that was from Genesis to Malachi. That was, yeah. you know, the entirety of the Old, Old Testament. Testament. That's yeah. very true. Uh, wow. And uh, a good portion of those books, but mm. each one from various sections of the Old Testament. He also believed that the people of the Old Testament actually existed. Yes. You know, irrespective of, you know, the 19th century uh, pretensions and, uh, uh, and, and follies of uh, academics and scholars at that time who thought that uh, some of these people never existed, this is just Mm. mythology, and then, of course, they came across uh, archaeology, they came across uh, writings, they came across the Dead Sea Scrolls and so on, and they discovered, and also inscriptions and the like uh, of pagan kings and so on that had no vested interest in the Bible. They were enemies of of Scripture. Correct. And these were showing that these uh, individuals of the Old Testament actually existed. Wow. And and, uh, so... Should we believe Jesus about these things? Absolutely. Mm, and, and he believed definitely. back in his time, he knew for sure yes. that these people lived and existed. For example, he spoke about Abraham. So yes. in John 8 and verse 56, uh, he says, Your ancestor, speaking to the Jewish leaders there, oh, yes. your ancestor Abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming. Mm. He saw it and was glad. Interesting. Yeah. And so Jesus also goes on to say that, um, that um, before Abraham was, I am. Yeah, and correct. that, and yeah. that, uh, that he was around 
when yes. Abraham was fore- foreseeing Jesus' day, mm-hmm. he actually was there to see Abraham see it. Wow. You know, so Jesus Amazing. is saying, I know personally that this is true. Yes. Um, you know, because uh, uh, before my incarnation, <clears throat> before I became man, uh-huh. um, you know, Abraham existed. Uh, and so Jesus, uh, he supports and confirms the existence of Abraham. Likewise, Isaac and Jacob, the son and the grandson mm. uh, of Abraham. Yes. Uh, and of course, all the tribes of Israel came from Jacob. He says in Matthew eight eleven, he says, I tell you, many will come from the east, will come from the west to share the banquet with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Yes. Um, he talks about David in Matthew 12. He talks about Solomon in Matthew 6. Uh, he talks about the Queen of Sheba. Wow. Some people said that she never existed and her kingdom didn't exist. Well, now we know mm-hmm. that, that actually it did yeah. and that she was actually quite famous, uh, the queen of that time. Yes. Um, and so, uh, you know, Jesus said she did exist. Was, he, was it born out to be true? Yes, it certainly was. He spoke Definitely. about Elijah as a genuine prophet. And uh, he says, to be sure, Matthew seventeen eleven. he says, to be sure, Elijah comes and will restore all things. Um, Jesus insisted that Elijah would return. Um, you know, and uh, later on, uh, makes it clear in John that he was speaking of John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to insist that Elijah would come, <clears throat> or at least the, the spirit and the character of Elijah would be revived yes. in the person of someone, a prophet just like him, mm-hmm. like John the Baptist, that actually necessitates that Elijah first actually existed. Right? Correct. And so, and so Jesus uh, uh, agreed that he, he existed. Elisha likewise. Mm. Uh, he talked about, you know, in the days of, uh, of uh, Elisha the prophet, right. not a single one of the, the lepers in Israel was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. Interesting. And so he's saying, yeah, Elisha was a real prophet, a real person. Likewise, Zechariah. Yes. He said that uh, Zechariah was a real living person as well. Uh, and so... Yeah, Jesus saw this as factual. He believed that the stories in the Old Testament were also factual. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, he says in, in John 7 and verse 22, he says that, uh, that Moses gave you circumcision. All right? Mm. And so, in other words, he's saying circumcision is an actual right, yes. Yeah. And it traces its way back yeah, in terms of its practice amongst the Hebrews uh, back to Moses. Wow. Uh, and he also talks about manna. Mm-hmm. Now this is this is a big deal yeah. because you know when you grow bread, how do you grow bread? Uh, oh, you you must uh, grow your wheat first. Yeah, <laughs> you must grow your wheat. Yeah. So so uh, it, it it requires a seed and the yes. seed in the ground and then it shoots up and you got a stem and you got uh, a, an ear and a corner of the ear, uh, you know, or or you've got the you, you've got the wheat in the ear. So uh, in other words, um, you know, it springs from the soil of the earth. Mm. Yeah, uh, and uh, and yet by the grace of God, the great mercy of God, mm. God said, "You know what? I'm going to really, literally suspend this yes. law of nature by by having bread fall from the sky." Interesting. Now, look, yeah. um, God. This is another instance where Jesus agrees with that. This miraculous uh, occurrence in the wilderness. He says there that <clears throat> he gave them bread from heaven. Says Jesus. Um, and verily I say unto you, it wasn't Moses who gave you the bread from heaven. This is in John 6, by the way. But it's my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. Uh, for the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Wow. And so Jesus is saying this is an actual historical occurrence that, mm. that happened. Mm. Um, and it does actually help, by the way, explain how that millions of people survived in one of the driest, most barren, dusty, uh, arid places on earth. You know, in the desert there. How did mm-hmm. they do that? How did they survive yes. for so long without having um, being able to find sustenance in the lands about them yeah. <clears throat> because they weren't they weren't being given access to them by the nations around them? Mm. How did that actually even happen? 
Well, wow. it, it, that in itself is a miracle. The it fact, is a miracle. The fact that there's a people yeah, yeah. called the Jews today yes, points correct. back to the fact, and a nation called Israel points yes. back to the fact that there was a people who came out of slavery and mm. found freedom. Yes, uh, yes. And, uh, you know, that, that had to happen miraculously. Yes. Uh, either that or through a military force coming in to free them, yes. which didn't happen. No one was interested in their freedom, but God was, and he delivered them. Um, and so they found freedom. And so um, all of this points to the historical accuracy of it, but also Jesus believed it. Now, mm, that's amazing. I, I want to come back yeah, to yeah. something here. What it also shows is that God cares about us. Correct. You know, uh, some years ago, my two daughters were coming home. Uh, we were coming home from church, right? And uh, they were hungry. <laughs> I mean, they were really hungry. They, uh-huh. they couldn't wait to dive into the lunch, uh, yes. and uh, lunch wasn't quite ready yet. Okay. And so uh, they burst through that front door, mm. and by the time I got to the front door, they were out the back door. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they'd, they'd been through the kitchen. They'd seen them. Well, there's nothing in here. You know, there's no point hanging about. <laughs> yes. You know, uh, and so they went out into the backyard and they were talking, the two of them, and they, one was saying to the other, I'm so hungry, you know. Mm. And then as she walked out the door, this is my middle child, Giselle. Yes. yes. Literally, bread fell from heaven into wow. her hand. Amazing. And they still talk about it to this day. Wow. And there were screams of, of amazement and delight. Like, and I got to the back door and they said, Dad, Dad, Dad. And literally, they'd had a fulfillment in their own life Whoa. of that God cares. Interesting. And this bread had fallen straight into her hand from who knows wow. where up in the sky. Wow. Yeah, just, that's, just, just that's amazing. amazing. Just yeah. amazing. Um, and and uh, so Jesus is saying, hey, look, this has happened before. Yes. And uh, it's, it's happened for a very large number of people. Mm. Uh, and that's how they survived, and that's how they got to the promised land. Yes. Um, and so Jesus says, this is factual. Yes. Um, likewise, <clears throat> he, he talks about um, that David was the writer of the Psalms. He says mm. this in Matthew 22. He says that Moses wrote the law. He says that in Matthew 8, 4. Yes. He says um, uh, that uh, the prophets were persecuted yes. in Matthew 5, 11. Uh, and that was certainly true. Mm. Um, he also talked about Lot's wife. Yes. You know, and uh, we all know what happened to Lot's wife. Correct. Those of us who've read the story, she became yes. like a pillar of salt, mm. uh, as it were, because um, <clears throat> she looked back uh, as uh, as uh, 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 sulfur rained from the heavens. Oh, yes. Yeah. And yes. Uh, in the process, she became like a pillar of salt. Mm. And uh, Jesus refers to this. Uh, he also refers to the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, which happened uh, at that same time. Yes. Uh, and he says this actually happened. <clears throat> he says in Matthew 10 and verse 14, he says, If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet as you leave that house or town. He doesn't tell them to you know, attack yeah. them or anything. Yeah. He just says, look, you know, just peaceably leave as, as peaceably as you came, mm. but shake off the dust of that town. You know, um, it's not your responsibility. You've fulfilled your responsibility to the people of that place in sharing good news uh, about the love of God for them through me. Um, but he then says, truly I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. Wow. Because did the Sodomites and uh, uh, Gomorrahites, did they uh, know anything about Jesus? No. But uh, Jesus yeah. was saying that those who rejected the, the gracious, loving, merciful Son of God, yes. um, well, you know, how intolerable will it be for them when they realize their mistake? Mm. Um, and so Jesus is in the midst of this, he's saying, hey, Sodom and Gomorrah was real, and the destruction of that place actually happened as well. Correct. And uh, do we find evidences in that direction? Well, actually, archaeology is now beginning to find um, a, a couple of sites close to that, what's considered to be that area. Yes. Uh, 
And that would seem to indicate that, yeah, this actually did happen. Don't have time to go into that today. Wish we did. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, likewise, he talks about many other stories of the Old Testament. Also, he talks about some of the most controversial, seemingly controversial stories, which really probably right. shouldn't be. Um, for example, he says he believes in Adam and Eve, that they really yes. existed. Mm. Um, he says in Matthew 19, haven't you read the scriptures? They record that from the beginning, God made them male and female. Yes. And he said this explains why a man leaves his mo- father and mother and is joined to his wife, wow. and the two are united into yes. one. Mm. And uh, so you know, Jesus was saying this story is true. <clears throat> you know, God gave us a beginning, yes. and he gave us an identity from the very very start uh, that's rooted in family, that's rooted in connected with the, this with each other, yes. and also um, uh, in, uh, in acknowledging the one who has given us oneness. And it was given us the gift of family uh, and of marriage. Wonderful. And, and uh, likewise, he talks about the flood in Noah's day. In Matthew 24, he, he uses the, the flood to point forward to what's going to happen in the last days. Uh, and uh, I encourage our listeners to listen to or to read Matthew 24 yes. and to see what Jesus says about the end times. Uh, we can learn a lot about the end times from what happened with Noah and the flood. And Jesus points this out. Yeah. Uh, he talks about Jonah. Wow! In the same light, and yeah. uh, and the great uh, sea creature, you know, the big fish. Yeah, um, doesn't say whale, by the way. But, <laughs> um, it may have been, who knows? But uh, the fact is that, that Jesus describes Jonah as a real person, as a factual mm. person, and um, furthermore, he also says that um, we should listen to the book of Daniel and the prophet Daniel. And these are really important words. In that very same passage in Matthew yes. 24 and verse 15, he says, So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation, mm. talking about the actions of, of Antichrist and actions of, of um, agencies in the world that would seek to come between God and his people before his coming to take them home mm. at, the, at the second coming at the end of the age, he says, So when you see all this happening, spoken of through the prophet Daniel, mm. let the reader understand. You know, or let the listener understand. So, in other yeah. words, he's saying, you know, listen to the prophet Daniel. Correct. And I'd encourage you, if you if you haven't done that, uh, find yourself a good church. Um, you know, I, I can recommend a few uh, Seventh Day Adventist churches for that matter around Adelaide. Yes. Uh, wherever you happen to be, uh, quite often we'll we'll conduct Daniel seminars uh, or uh, Bible studies through the Book of Daniel. Yes. <clears throat> Jesus said we should be reading the Book of Daniel, uh, and there's good reason for that. It points, it, it 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 helps us to understand the times in which we live and to navigate them in readiness for His soon return. Mm. Um, and uh, and we could just go on and on and on. I've I've just rattled <laughs> off a whole lot of examples there. Yeah, well, that's great. It has yeah. helped us un- at least understand that. Um, it's not just one uh, casual mention of, um, you know, some of the uh, Old Testament uh, characters and stories, and but but there's a, a plethora. There's there's a lot, right? Mm. And it just goes to show that Jesus truly understood, believed, and was immersed in the world that of the as we call it today of the Old Testament scriptures. That's quite amazing. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What it also shows is that he completely trusted. Yes, absolutely oh, trusted yes. Yeah. the scriptures, <clears throat> the Old Testament as we know it today. Yes, um, and so you know, should we should we trust the Bible? Well, you know, look, you've you've heard many reasons for that already, oh, yeah. and if yeah. you haven't, um, I, I encourage you to go back and listen to those uh, presentations on Drive Time Big Q and A the last few days uh, on faithfm.com.au. Is that right? I've got yes, that right? correct. Um, yes. And uh, you'll see there. 
uh, or some of the presentations that have been given uh, on this very topic, why we can trust the Old Testament. But today, all we've really endeavored to show yes. is that Jesus, the most trustworthy human who ever lived, oh, yes. who has, who's been shown to have the complete interest of those around him to the detriment of himself, mm. but also to the, you know, but for the benefit of those around him, yeah. that uh, he trusted the Old Testament Correct. completely, implicitly, explicitly, in every way yes. you could think. Uh, and why? Because he knew it was a trustworthy news source, information yes. uh, source, yes. uh, and source of truth for us who live today and all through every generation. And so really encourage uh, our listeners out there, if you haven't read the Old Testament, yeah. if you haven't read the whole Bible for that matter, mm. or, you know, start, start somewhere. Start in, yes. start in uh, say, Matthew or John. Yes. Uh, and just start reading about the life of Jesus. Correct. Uh, and and see how that, uh, uh, and, and for that matter, go back and read the beginnings of things in Genesis. Um, you know, add to your diet by reading a little bit of prophecy as well. Oh, yes. Daniel and the Revelation. Uh, but start simple. Start Matthew, start John, and, and go from there, and then start to see how it all holds together uh, and is integral uh, and is... Uh, uh, indivisibly true, um, and uh, how it has passed the test of time, and how that it will change your life in the process uh, as well. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really cannot uh, make a, a more uh, powerful uh, appeal, yes, uh, or more important appeal than that, uh, than to get into God's Word. Because yeah, you know, man. if I was to share one last thing from the Bible, it would be this today. Uh-huh. It's what Jesus said. Not surprisingly. Jesus said this. He said, um, <clears throat> man shall not live by bread alone, mm. but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Picture that for a moment. Mm. Um, it's not about the bread, the physical bread. Yes. That will keep you satisfied for a little while. Then you get hungry again. Correct. And you'll feel discontent mm. and not yourself mm. and uh, not able to fully enjoy the life that God's given you. But if you take from the mouth of God mm. every word, uh, it will satisfy your soul. Amen. And it will give you all that you've searched for and longed for your entire life uh, and, and in a way that goes beyond what we sometimes think will and um, that anything in this material world could possibly supply. Mm. Uh, and again, picture it. You know, it's like a parent who takes from their own palate, from their own mouth, what they've been chewing, uh-huh, uh-huh. and they put it in the mouth of their baby, uh-huh. you know, and the baby eats it up. You know, that's not a yucky picture, by the way. That's an <laughs> intimate picture. That's a mm. loving picture mm. of a parent who will go to great lengths to prepare food that they know is going to be good for them. So don't just take my word for that. I don't want you to have reconstituted, regurgitated food from me you know, that, that I've gotten from God and passed on to you. Now that is yuck. <laughs> Get into God's word Amen. and hear it directly from him. Yes. Uh, for man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen. And to that, once again, I highly, highly recommend that you grab your phone and to the number 4 That is 4 Send the following code word, SA204. That is SA204. And we'll make sure that the Faith FM bot get the necessary details so we can actually get this book to you. The Four Winds of Revelation by Kenneth Cox. Friends, let us pray together. Father in heaven, we are thankful and grateful for your word. We pray, dear Lord, that 
we will have an interest in your word and study the Bible and the prophecies so that way we may have a complete diet and uh, truly uh, be able to grow um, as we are sustained and uh, as we are nourished by your word. Lead us and guide us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.